The Tampa Bay Buccaneers dominate the Philadelphia Eagles 32-9 and are on their way to the divisional round. That and more on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome into this live post-game reaction episode of Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast connecting to Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Don't forget you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can follow along on Twitter. I am James Yarko at JYarko underscore Bucks. He is David Harrison at DHarrison82, your credentialed members of the media covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I am the deputy editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com. David is a staff writer over at BucksGameDay.com. And uh, yeah, we want to thank you all for joining us here on this live post-game playoff reaction episode and for coming to us every day. We want to share our appreciation for your continued support of the show. And, of course, you could do so by becoming a Locked On Bucks insider. Go to jointsubtext.com slash Locked On Bucks to sign up. You're going to get news, the inside scoop, one-on-one conversations with me, and updates about my son's hockey tournaments as they are happening. So, uh, yes, thank you all. For coming in this episode, uh, this episode of Locked On Bucks, yeah. And uh, thank you for everybody who is already blowing up the uh, the live chat. I can't even keep up. Like I had to scroll to find the welcome message to throw yeah. up as we started this show. So there is no way we're going to keep up with you guys. We are going to do our best to get as many comments on the screen as possible. But by all means, uh, celebrate your hearts out in the live YouTube chat. And of course, if you're not live with us, we still appreciate you and celebrate your hearts out in the comment section or uh, on Twitter, wherever you want to. But we're going to talk about the biggest takeaways from the wild card win over the Philadelphia Eagles, the Philadelphia Eagles. That's what they should be called. Uh, we're also going to give out some game balls. But first, we need to talk about the biggest moments in this one, James. And there were plenty of opportunities to pick the biggest moments. So, James, uh, I'm going to start off with you, since you've been lazing around, not uh, lifting this show up on your shoulders the way that I have and doing all the True. heavy lifting, all the work, just like Zion McCollum, and nobody appreciates me. Um, so, James, what was your biggest moment in this wild card massacre of the Philadelphia Eagles? To me, I, and, and there were a lot of big moments, but to me, the biggest moment was the defense forcing a three and out to open the second half. So you go back and the Buccaneers, it felt like they dominated the entire first half, but only had field goals and the David Moore touchdown to show for it. And then the Eagles get a big touchdown to get within seven. So it was 16 to nine to open that second half. And the defense had given up that big touchdown to Devonta Smith uh, on essentially the Eagles last possession. They got the ball back one more time, but they were, they started inside their own 10. It really wasn't a huge threat, but the defense opened up by forcing that three and out. You had a tackle for loss by Levante David on first down. You had an incomplete pass on second down. And then the rookie, somebody that I mentioned on the Blitz when Evan Klosky asked me what's different about this Bucks team 
than the Bucks team we saw in week three. And I said, this Eagles team didn't get to see Kalijah Kansi. That wasn't, they didn't see Kalijah Kansi. They didn't see Yaya Diaby. Those were not big parts of the defense. And on offense, Rashad White had finally started getting going, and Kate Otten became a bigger part of the offense. So Kalijah Kansi steps up with a huge nine yard sack of Jalen Hurts, and it set the tone for the rest of the game. Had the Eagles scored points on that drive, any points at all, could have been a field goal, it could have easily snowballed into trouble. All of a sudden, now the Eagles have scored on two out of three possessions. Maybe the offense starts to get a little bit of confidence. The defense starts to regress a little bit. And after the hot start by the offense, despite all of the drops, the defense steps up, gets the three and out, makes sure that they keep things in check and not let the Eagles get any closer than that seven-point difference that they had at the time. So the Bucks' defense finished with a shutout in the second half. That was That was huge. Yeah, that I, I like that. That is some next level uh uh takeaway, like like you know, biggest moment. I mean, it's not just a biggest moment, it's like a string of moments that all combine into the biggest moment. I really like that that layered approach there. And and you speak about that. I mean, throwing a shutout 0 for nine, uh, were the Eagles on third down. I mean, that's that's amazing alone. You just just that by itself. My biggest moment though is more singular. I'm kind of I'm kind of more narrowly focused. So I want to take you back to the third quarter. It's still in the second half, so we're kind of in the same area and, and part of that whole situation. Um, but it's only a touchdown game. It's only a touchdown game, and you have the vibe. I tweeted this during halftime. Neither team played perfect in the first half. Neither team played great in the first half. Certainly the Buccaneers played better in the first half, which is why they have a 16-3, to or a 16-9, sorry, lead heading into the locker rooms. But I said it on Twitter. I said it on threads. I said, whichever one of these coaching staffs, whichever one of these coaches, Nick Sirianni, Todd Bowles, can get their guys rally, get their troops together to play a cleaner brand of football in the second half is going to win this game. That was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And never was it more clear that it was going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers than when they pressured Jalen Hurts and he got a safety called on him, throwing the ball away, cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater, Two points for the Bucks, and they're going to the divisional round. And that is, I mean, and James, uh, it's even a little bit of a pat myself on the back kind of moment. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go ahead and own up to it right now. We all like being right, but we like being right for more than one reason. Sometimes I like being right because it means that I was on the same page, you were on the same page, Todd Bowles was on the same page, his defense was on the same page. Pressure Jalen Hurts, pressure him at the line of scrimmage, pressure him with blitzes. Pressure him with points on the board on the opposite side of the field because then he's got to make plays. And what you saw, except for one drive, there's one drive in this game where Jalen Hurts looked comfortable. You know what drive it was because it, it ended in a touchdown. It was the only one. And outside of that, Jalen Hurts never looked comfortable in this game, including on that safety. And that safety, that moment right there, I said, Todd Bowles' team is ready for this game, for this half, better than Nick Sirianni's team is. That's why they're going to win this game. And, you know, obviously the score uh, at that point is 18 to nine, still anybody's game technically. But from then on, it's just it's just the Buccaneers game. I mean, you get a 56 yard pass to, 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 to Trey Palmer. You get Baker Mayfield with a fadeaway half court Hail Mary prayer to Chris Godwin. That honestly was more a much more difficult catch than I think most people realize that Chris Godwin made uh, on that play. I think Chris deserves a lot of praise for that. But yeah, to me. Just again, going into halftime, the way that the game had been played, just knowing that, you know what, 
which side was going to come out cleaner, which coach was going to have their team best prepared for the last two quarters of the game. As soon as you see that safety go down and kind of what led it to it, I mean, we saw a jump pump fake sack. I think that's the first time I've ever seen that in football where a quarterback jumps in the air, pump fakes it, and then just gets sacked. Like that was just, it, it was just a terrible display of football that we've been seeing from the Eagles, to be quite honest with you, here the last six weeks of the, of the NFL season. But that moment right there for me is when I said the Buccaneers are winning this game. They're going to the divisional round. They're going to Detroit. Speaking of going to Detroit, all of you who are live with us, make sure you stick through. And even if you're not live, stick through to the end. I got a little bit of an announcement to make here that uh, is going to make some of you maybe happier, maybe upset. Just kind of depends on which side of the coin you're sitting on. But that'll come up later, James. Oh, boy. All right, real quick, rapid fire. Uh, a couple of other key moments that I wanted to take note of. Kate Otten getting first downs on 50% of his receptions. David, I texted you before the game, and I said that you know Beckett and I were listening on our way home from Cleveland to your episode for Monday, and Beckett wanted to chime in with his own bold prediction. He said Kate Otten at least five receptions and a touchdown should have had a touchdown on that opening drive, but we'll take the uh, the eight receptions for 89 yards and then uh, first downs on 50% of his receptions. Uh, Jamel Dean's entire game, my goodness, was he on a different level than we've seen all season long out of uh, Jamel Dean. Carlton Davis's pass breakup of a uh, potential Devontae Smith touchdown catch there in the second half. It was another great play. And then... Uh, I got to point to the block eye. It's hard to see because I had a light bulb go out over the weekend. Chase McLaughlin, still perfect. But, David, our biggest takeaways from the wild card win over Philadelphia, that is coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. At the start of every new year, every small business owner is asking themselves, the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? Well, LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. And that is why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. But LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place for you to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many qualified candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. That is why small businesses rank LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats that you may not have maximum time and resources to make your hires. So thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, it's quick, and it's easy. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks for making Locked On Bucks your first listener, your first view today and every day, every day. Thanks for coming through, as you always do, every livers, as James has coined. Thank you for coming through on every live. I see a lot of familiar names in the in the, in the live chat, so we appreciate you for coming through. I also see some new new ones, so hopefully this is uh, one of many that you will attend uh, in the future. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day, 
with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. I see someone in the live chat. There's no way I'm going to find this comment again. Um, but <laughs> someone's talking about how they're so adrenaline-filled and they've got to wake up for work in the morning. They don't know how to do it. Look, I yeah, we feel you. James and I both feel you. We got early mornings as well. I got to do a Locked On Commanders episode. I got to go talk to the new Commanders GM tomorrow. And the only thing I think to ask him right now is, did you watch the Buccaneers beat the Eagles? And I don't know if that's going to be a really relevant question. I don't know if they'll really appreciate me saying that. But, James, my biggest takeaway, I actually kind of bring that up because my biggest takeaway really kind of comes from fired Commanders head coach Ron Rivera, who once told us, you don't have to be better than every team in the NFL to win in the NFL. You just have to be better than the team you're playing that day. And I think that's really an important thing because I also see a comment in, in the live chat. And I, again, I'm not going to be able to sift through fast enough to find it, but someone saying, you know, a win is a win granted, but the Buccaneers beat the Eagles while they were wounded. Listen, the Buccaneers beat the Eagles team that was on the field. Who was on the field? What was on the field? There's nothing the Buccaneers can do about that. There's nothing the Eagles can do about that. So it doesn't honestly really matter. Like to quote the rock, it doesn't matter. It just, it just doesn't. When they face the Detroit Lions next weekend, it doesn't matter who's on the field. It doesn't matter who is. It doesn't matter who's not on the field. It doesn't matter what they did last week, what you did last week. What matters is what happens on that field, Ford Field, in front of those Detroit Lions fans that are going to be even hungrier for a second win. You have to be better than the Detroit Lions next Sunday. That is it. You don't have to be better than the New Orleans Saints in week 18. You don't have to be better than the Detroit Lions in week six, I believe. You don't have to be better than the Eagles in week three. You only had to be better than the Eagles in the wild card round, not week three. And guess what? You were. So it's time to be better than your opponent in the week that matters. James, I'm going to set up a little bit of a conspiracy theory here. Oh, so, geez, here we go. And this is fully tongue in cheek because the NFL is not scripted people. But we all know that the NFL people, there are people who truly believe the NFL is scripted. If you're one of them, I apologize if my comment just offended you. But I, I trust me, the NFL is not scripted. Um, however, James, if the NFL were scripted, here's the thing. I saw a tweet about this actually it said, if the NFL were really scripted, the Dallas Cowboys just got ousted in the first round of the playoffs. If the NFL was scripted, they would want the Dallas Cowboys in the postseason as long as possible. They like, no matter how much anybody hates them and we all want to want to dog them, they still have the biggest fan base in the world. Like, like bottom line, they still have it. The longer the Cowboys are playing. The more money, the more numbers the NFL gets. That's just the honest truth. So they wouldn't write out the Dallas Cowboys. But what if, James, what if the real reason is they had to get rid of the Cowboys because they couldn't afford the payroll because they blew their budget on Taylor Swift? They had to, they brought in the Taylor Swift cameo. And this is the first time we've talked about Taylor Swift on this show, but they brought in Taylor Swift for the cameo, right? It coincides with her tour record drop or whatever. And boom. They bring, that's expensive. That's a that's an expensive and it's a season long cameo. That's not like a like a guest appearance in one episode. That's a really big part of their budget. So you got to cut, you got to cut the Dolphins. You got to cut Mike McDaniel, Tyreek Hill, those personalities. You think you got to cut them early. You got to cut the Cowboys early. Get them offset. You can't afford to feed them. You can't afford to keep them. Now you need to figure out something else to do. Look at all the personalities in the NFL left in this whole thing. You can't afford Kelsey Bowl too. Too much promo. Donna Kelsey costs way too much. You can't fit it in the budget. You can't do it. So what do you do? You put Baker stinking Mayfield on a revenge tour. He just ousted the Philadelphia Eagles. 
He's got the Detroit Lions next week. That's another revenge game. As long as the 49ers beat the Green Bay Packers, which Jordan Love, all love to you, you're going home. That's another revenge game. The 49ers beat the Buccaneers in the regular season. James, next weekend, the Kansas City Chiefs play the Buffalo Bills. Taylor Swift, contracts up. Time to end that relationship. The Bills are beating the Chiefs. The Houston Texans are playing the Baltimore Ravens. Everybody loves a young upstart. And guess what, CJ? He's on a rookie contract. You can pay him more weeks, and you don't have to spend as much off the budget. C.J. Shroud is going to Baltimore, beating the Ravens. That means the Buccaneers beat the Niners. They play either the Bills or the Texans, both of which beat the Buccaneers in the regular season. The Baker Mayfield revenge tour is the script this season because they blew their budget on Taylor Swift. That is my takeaway. That is how late it is. That is how tired <laughs> I am. That is where we are today, Bucks fans. Soak it up. And what's what's great about that is we had Chief T Bird in the chat uh, before you even started your takeaway. Who said Bucks Revenge Tour round one is complete? Round two, Detroit. Round three, San Fran. Round four, Buffalo. LFG. If you're a locked on Bucks insider, I I texted all of you that Beckett said to me over the weekend when we were killing time in the hotel. The Baker Mayfield Buccaneers Revenge Tour starts tomorrow or starts Monday. Um, they're going to beat the you Eagles. They're going to beat the Lions. They're going to beat the Niners. They're going to beat the Bills. You want the you want the Texans? Let's be honest. Which one was the worst I, loss? The Texans' loss was the worst loss. You want the uh, yeah, but at the same time, you had the blatant double pass interference on the hail mary against Buffalo. It's true. So the that Texas one, that, there, so and that Texas. one was in. That one was in prime time too, so that one hurt just a little bit more. I think I'd rather face the Bills, and also, uh, not gonna lie, the Madden curse would become involved when Buffalo is in the Super Bowl. My biggest takeaway, uh, I got to get through this one quick because Taylor Swift took up a bunch of time, and uh, bake, yeah. Baker's gonna bake, 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 bake. Um, this team can play with anyone. If they play like this, Baker Mayfield was absolutely outstanding and his numbers don't fully reflect due to the drops, which were the most by a playoff team or most by a team in a playoff game since 2006. That's not good. Mike Evans had a dropped touchdown. Kate Otten for as good of a game as he had still had quite a few drops, but Baker Mayfield, think about this for a minute. First quarterback in Tampa Bay Buccaneers franchise history to have 300-plus passing yards and three or more touchdowns in a playoff game. This is a Buccaneers team that just had three years and a Super Bowl run with Tom Brady, and he didn't do that. Baker probably could have been pushing 400 if it weren't for the drops. That was complete complimentary football the defense held philly to zero of nine on third down zero of two on fourth down the bucks offense had one fewer drive than the eagles with 150 more total yards they held the eagles to under 50 yards rushing after deandre swift went off for over 130 the first time around 55 of philadelphia's 276 total yards came in one play so you had role characters 
for the Bucks step up. Trey Palmer, one catch, 56 yards and a touchdown. Kate Otten, eight receptions for 89 yards and four first downs. David Moore, two receptions for 66 yards and a touchdown on one drive. And Baker was sacked four times. I'm still a little concerned about the interior offensive line protecting him, but they overcame it. They didn't let any of these mistakes snowball and end up causing problems like we had seen all season long. This Buccaneers team that played Philly, this Buccaneers team that played Jacksonville, this Buccaneers team that played Green Bay can beat anybody in the league. And that includes in Detroit, in a dome, this coming Sunday. We're going to hand out game balls. That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL regular season has wrapped up. The wild card round is in the books, but there's still time for you to get in and on the action and on the winning with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers, you get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place any $5 bets. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. So unlike the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Detroit Lions, you don't have to win to make some money in this situation. The Buccaneers are six-point road underdogs against the Detroit Lions in the wildcard round after beating the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday in the wild card, in the divisional round for the Buccaneers and Lions after beating the Eagles in the wildcard round. And the Buffalo Bills, also winners on Monday in the, in the wildcard round, are two-and-a-half-point underdogs at home against Kansas City Chiefs in the divisional round. Make a bet on either of those games, win or lose. You win 150 bucks as long as that is a $5 bet. The app is incredibly easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet. My favorite, I make my own parlays and I go crazy. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make your first bet a layup your way. Get $150 on your first $5 bet for new customers. FanDuel, official partner of the National Football League. This episode is also brought to you by Jace Medical, who wants you to be as prepared as you can possibly be for just about anything that comes your way thanks to the Jace case. I know we come to sports to escape the stresses and the worries of real life, but sometimes we still need to address those things. And that is what Jace Medical has done with the Jace case because they provide you five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among many others, because it's stuff that can happen to any of us at any time. And you don't want to be snowed in. You don't want to deal with shortages. You don't want to deal with supply chain issues when you need your antibiotics. So get your Jace case, visit jacemedical.com, complete your physician encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board certified physician and your medications will be dispensed to you by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than it is today. So go to jacemedical.com, use the offer code locked on to get $20 off your order. Wrapping things up here on a post-game live reaction episode of a Buccaneers absolute bludgeoning of the Philadelphia Eagles. Real quick, before we hand out game balls, I just saw that this was the Buccaneers' largest margin of victory in a postseason game since they beat the Oakland Raiders in Super Bowl 37. Um, I saw a lot of people talking about this. And nine points in the postseason. Yes. They, they, indeed they did. 
the only difference is uh, one of these nine points scored a touchdown. The other one did not. But I did see a couple of people talking in the chat, and it we've gone 24 minutes now, David, and we have not mentioned the tush push that was stopped by KJ Bray. We got... We got Josu in the uh, in the chat saying Buck stopped the tush push was better than the bad guys in Mighty Ducks two plowing the flying V formation. I appreciate the uh, the hockey reference there. Um, and yeah, I've seen. Uh, oh, Zach uh, Whitfield says tush push should be illegal, and we stopped it. Uh, granted, KJ Britt probably should have gotten flagged for a face mask, but you know what? There should have been flagged for pass interference on Kate Otten. Both teams got away um, with a few things. There are no flags in rugby, and the tush push is a rugby play. So no face mask penalties in rugby. I accept your uh, justification of the no call. Um, yeah. With that, we are going to hand out game balls. Start dropping your game balls in the chat. I've already seen a couple of people show some love to Dave Canales. Uh, we got a game ball going to Ric Flair. I've seen some love for Todd Bowles and David Moore and Trey Palmer. My first one is going to go to Baker Mayfield. 22 of 36 for 337 and three touchdowns, plus another 16 yards rushing. Again, the completion percentage should have been higher. He really only had one or two actual bad passes in this game. Uh, and he was he was under duress quite a bit, did a great job of avoiding pressure. He did get sacked those four times, but most importantly, even though he got sacked, even though he felt the pressure from up the middle, he protected the football. The, the turnovers were zero to zero in this one. So great job by Baker Mayfield. And imagine, imagine throwing for 337 yards in a game and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin combined for less than a hundred. Incredible. Mm -hmm. That is that is incredible. So yeah, big shout out to Baker Mayfield. Huge game ball earned by him. Uh, very happy for him. And I'm also very happy for Zion McCollum, who still has not gotten his first career interception, <laughs> but he did but, take points off for the Philadelphia Eagles twice. The Philadelphia Eagles thought here's an opportunity for us to gain some momentum. Twice Zion McCollum said, "Take your momentum and shove it." Um, on an extra point, comes off sides. Everybody's mad at Zion. Eagles decide, hey, let's be brash and go for two. They don't get the conversion. One point off the board. Later on, field goal on fourth down. Zion McCollum apparently offsides. I don't know. They didn't really show the down the line of scrimmage uh, view, and he was obviously very upset about it. They make the field goal. They get the penalty. They decide, hey, let's go for it on fourth down. They don't convert. No points. Four points off the board thanks to Zion McCollum. That is some next-level defense if I've ever seen. I have never seen a player take points off the board by trading yards for points. I mean, it's it's beautiful. It's the best thing to happen to the stock market since Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, so, yeah. Um, real quick before you get to your second game ball. Also, Zion McCollum, not, not that you – nobody's celebrating injuries. Let me right. preface this right. by saying that. Right. But Zion McCollum was out there hitting dudes. He was yeah. the one that had the hit on Julio Jones that led to him leaving the game. He was the one that had the hit on Dallas Goddard. Hard hitting from a corner 
isn't as common as it used to be. And this guy lays the wood. But real quick, shout out to Daytona Dad. He says, David, Zion will get his first ever interception in the Super Bowl, and it will be called back due to holding. Hey. <laughs> you know what? Zion will Zion will gladly get his first Super Bowl ring before his first interception, if that's what it comes down to. Um, yeah, Zion McCollum was doing his best uh, Brian Dawkins impression while the Eagles were not doing any Brian Dawkins impressions. So that was cool. Imagine being locked into Bradbury's contract. Yikes. David, uh, who is your second game ball going to? Uh, Todd Bowles. It's got to be the coach Bowles. He, that man has taken so much heat from us, from other media members, from fans, probably from his own players. Like he, that dude's just taking heat in so many different directions. I mean, look, Nick Sirianni, uh, the next 48 hours are going to be very interesting for Nick Sirianni and the Philadelphia Eagles. But let's not forget. Todd Bowles is basically in the same situation. Like, this was a situation, we've talked about it, you know, where you come out of a loss to the New Orleans Saints, a, bar a barely win against Carolina Panthers. Granted, your defense did really well. Um, you know, but if this was a situation where there were the undertones. If you get run out of your house, especially against Philadelphia Eagles, especially in the playoffs, given the history between these two franchises in the postseason, that could be curtains. That could be game over for Todd Bowles as a coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The 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 biggest hurdle that would have come from that. I'm glad we don't really have to dive too deep into that. Is this draft class, especially 2023's draft class, amazing? And Jason Light is a Todd Bowles guy. So as long as Jason Light is here, Todd Bowles is probably here. And I don't know how you you know you're not going to get Jason Light to fire Todd Bowles. You're certainly not going to fire Jason Light. So you know that's probably his biggest saving grace. But the 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 murmurs were there. Todd Bowles shut everybody up. Like that conversation is dead until at least October of 2024, because that's just how this works. Um, but Todd Bowles, big shout out to you, man, because you and your coaching staff, you know what I mean? You had these guys ready to play and, and you know, better at the exact right time than never, you know, because not even late, because if it was late, you would have lost. So better than better right at the exact time you needed it the most than never. So congrats to Todd Bowles, congrats to everybody, but game ball to, uh, to Coach Bowles for all of the harassment we've given him specifically over this season. <laughs> All right, I'm going to rapid fire the chat real quick because we are up against it. But Destin for Greatness said that Peyton Manning said on the Manning cast he thought the Bucs were lining up offsides on purpose to trick the Eagles into going for it. I love Peyton Manning. Uh, my final game ball, look, you guys know who, who I am as a host, who I am as a person. And yeah, I could go with the Bucks kicker, freaking perfect, uh, according to David Jackson. We got another David in the chat saying Trey uh, Palmer, David Moore, Yaya Diaby, Kalijah Kansi all deserve game balls. Um, another one showing love to McLaughlin. McLaughlin is money. My final game ball is Kate Otten because I'm a Kate Otten guy and you all know it. Career high in receptions, franchise record for receptions by a tight end in a postseason game, breaking Rob Gronkowski's record set in Super Bowl 55. I've said it three or four times now on this show already. 50% of his receptions went for first downs. That was huge. We talked about it, David, leading up to this game, that the underneath stuff to Rashad White and Kate Otten would be open all night long. I thought that meant it was going to go to Rashad. Instead, Otten was the beneficiary in this one, and he could have had an even bigger night if he had been able to hold on to a couple of those other catchable passes. I would like to hear or see that Kate Otten was hitting the jugs machine uh, to, to prepare for another potentially big game against Detroit. And who knows? Maybe, 
just maybe the Bucs are going to show who the real best rookie tight end. Well, no, Kate Outen's not a rookie. Who the best tight end left in the playoffs is. And it's not Taylor Swift's boyfriend. And it's not the dude in Detroit. It's Cade Otten, baby. All right, David, we do have to get out of here, but there's something that you wanted to tell people uh, and and say before we got out of here. You told everybody to stick around. What's up? Nothing is guaranteed. There are limited seats, but both of us have been on the phones with our publishers tonight already, and both of us are in the works to cover your Buccaneers next playoff game in the city of Detroit. So if all of these things fall into place, which again, there's no guarantees, but you know what? I'm, I'm going to go ahead and let the cat out of the bag before all the chip. I'll, I'll just hope those eggs all hatch. Potentially you might get your first locked on bucks post game episode live on location with both of us on location, which would undo James's streak of never covering a winning Buccaneers game. I'm sure of it. I'm confident in that fact. So maybe, Maybe I'm the Zion McCollum of this show where if I cover my first Buccaneers win, it doesn't really count because it happened in the postseason and those stats don't matter. Yeah. Shout out to Hawaii coming through. It's only eight o'clock at night. Listen, it is not only eight o'clock at night. It is is not. Hello from the future. It is Tuesday. Yeah, I I have to be up in three and a half hours to go to work. So we are going to end this one. I will be back tomorrow with Evan Klosky of 10 Tampa Bay as we are going to finish reacting to this one, put a bow on it. We got to flip the script with the quickness as the Bucs head to Detroit in the divisional round of the playoffs. Only one team in the NFL, David, since 2020 has more playoff wins than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs. Tampa Bay, Moves on to the divisional round, smacks the Eagles up and down the field. There's a head coach that might be leaving. There's a wide receiver that's gone from A.J. Brown to Antonio Brown. The Eagles are a mess, and the Buccaneers took advantage. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy. Fire the cannons. We thank you so much for joining us right here on Locked on Bucks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. 